Please to start season two of the crew coming at you with the new crew, myself, Morris Chestnut, and Fred Smooth. What is going on, Morris? What up? What up? What up? What's good? What's good? Glad to yeah. be here. Yeah, you got your name and my name all in my face, but okay. Yeah, <laughs> we still. Hey, look, we still working these graphics. It's okay. And Fred, okay. how you doing today? Hey, first of all, I want to give you Prop Joe Cena for covering Morris's face up. You know what I'm saying? That really helped the show right there. Hey, hey, hey way to come in. Way to set the tone at the beginning uh, of the season. That's how you hey, set listen, the tone. I'm going to get better at switching with this whole thing that we're trying to do. But we appreciate, you know, everybody who tuned in last year. We're setting it off this year. I wanted to quickly announce that we are joining Odyssey Sports. Our podcast will be dropping on Tuesdays in the afternoon. We'll give you more specifics about that. And... We are filming in person in our new uh, studio in Brooklyn. That show will be dropped on Fridays. Stay tuned to all of our Twitter timelines for those details. And also, we want to let you know that uh, Commander's defensive tackle, Deron Payne, is joining us in this show, fresh off of their big win against the Jaguars. So he will be joining us later. But before we get started, we're going to go right into the crew headlines because there was a lot of stuff going on in the NFL for week one. So what was your reaction of the fact that Russell Wilson comes back home, does not get the victory with the Broncos, and instead Geno Smith's Seattle Seahawks get the victory? They let you know that Jesus Christ say, I will not give you everything in this world. Not only... (laughs) Not only did I give you Sierra, I let you get out of Seattle and go to Denver where you wanted to. Gave you $250 million. I can't let you get pure revenge like that. What we seen last night was Russell Wilson get humbled. All right? Russell Wilson, listen. They, they said, let's ride when they came in there. They just didn't know it was going to be a bird coming out there. I, I enjoyed last night. Last night showed you why football is king. Right mm. when you think you know something, you yeah. don't know anything. More yeah. jump in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I have to agree. I have to agree. I think the thing, though, is, I mean, Russell had a lot of yards. I mean, he wasn't as sharp as he could have been. But those fumbles down there at the goal line, I mean, that's really, what, of course, what cost them the game. Right? They, they, could not, they cannot have fumbles at the goal line of turnovers. You know, that's six points that puts that puts them in the lead. That They probably win the game was enough for that. So were you guys surprised at how Geno Smith played and how well he played, especially I think night after starting, eight, he got a, eight years, got a lot of fire in his belly waiting on his turn? I actually was surprised. I actually think that, uh, I think that maybe Seattle saw something. Maybe there's some type of maturity. I mean, he came out in a great first half. And maybe that's why. Maybe they, at first they were interested in trading for Baker Mayfield until, you know, until Geno Smith started, you know, you know, balling out in practice. I don't know that and Seattle I- knew it was going to be that good. I mean, Geno Smith was 23 for 28, two touchdowns, no interceptions, a rating of 119.5, Fred. Uh, it, it, the question is, is this lightning in a bottle? Like, but that, we've seen these late. Yeah. Late career surges from quarterbacks who came out highly recruited, uh, end up stumbling out the gate, end up getting behind a great quarterback only to get their chance again, a la Frank Wright, a la we've seen this story before. Yeah, Rich Gannon. So we've seen this story before. All you need is one coach to believe in you. That's what I was told by Martin Schottenheimer. You need one to believe in you, and, and guess what? He has that one. Geno Smith has that one. And he's in 
what you want to be called a mini rebuild. And when you're in a mini rebuild, you're not trying to go broke on a quarterback, not just yet when you're waiting on one perfect in the draft. So I'm not really shocked. And I'm not shocked that, that Russ, for the first time, probably got over-emotional. Uh, he got over-emotional for this game. I think he got too high, and when the first quarter happened, he got too low. Mm-hmm. Well, and what about, about that? Hold on, talk, talk to me about that, Fred, because it was interesting. that That was a stadium to where every time Russell came out, he's getting all the cheers and the adulation. This time, he got booze. You think that kind of really could affect someone like that, coming out on the field like that? Yeah, more. Let me tell you how that feels. Have you ever showed up to your ex-wife's house that you used to oh, live in my. with your ex-wife to go pick the kids up and oh, then another my. dude after the door, like telling you to come <laughs> on in? Hold on, what? Where right here in the kitchen? Man, this is my kitchen. What are you talking about? Wow. That, that, that's how Russ feels. I thought y'all didn't talk about emotions. I thought y'all didn't talk about emotions. No, no, listen. The logical ones. That's what happened to Russ. He had to knock on the door, and (laughs) the kids were brought to the door by their new stepdaddy, Willie. All right, that's what happened. Yes, that's Uh, what happened yesterday. But listen, let's talk about that controversial play at the end, and let's quickly move on. Obviously, you know, there was just less than two minutes on the clock, fourth and five, Nathaniel Hackett, the new head coach for the Broncos, Broncos elects to have his uh, kicker, Brandon McManus, go for a 64-yarder, which I think he's only made one of in his career, obviously not a high percentage kick for him, rather than have his uh, uber-paid quarterback, uh, Russell Wilson, uh, try to make some sort of play. What did you think about that? And is, are people questioning Nathaniel Hackett's decision-making? Uh, this damned if you do, damned if you don't. And he made the 65-yarder. We calling it the smartest call of all time. He missed it. Now we ask him, why you ain't put Joe Montana Jr. on the field? So at the end of the day, it's just one of those things where football is the longest-running reality show of all time. And you don't know you messed up until you messed up. So Nathaniel Hackett, being an offensive guy, I think he felt like, all right, what's the, what's the chances? Which I would have been like, you know what? It's a lot of magic in there tonight. This is the night for Russell to throw a Hail Mary. This is the night for him to put one up there and something just magical happened. I would have went out in a flame. I wouldn't have put the kick out there. I hate putting the game in kickers' hands. I really do. Put it in Russell Wilson's hands and give yourself a chance. Morris? Well, the thing about it is you're, you're right. I mean, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. We saw a lot of games this year, this weekend decided by field goal kickers. Some field goals kickers missing a lot. And then you yeah. have some field goal kickers making last-second field goals. So, you know, I'm not even sure what the percentages are at that point in the game with fourth and five. So I'm not that mad at the decision, but I probably would have put the ball in Russell's hands. How would you feel if you was betting money on that? Let's say Morris put up $5,000 on that game. What are you saying they do it right there at that time? It depends. On if I if I go, if I'm betting against Denver, I want them to try the field goal. And yep. I, don't want, I don't want to get the first down. <laughs> okay, so listen. Um, I was going to ask you guys about Dak Prescott. Now, this is a very ominous start uh, for uh, the quarterback of the uh, Dallas Cowboys injuring that thumb on his throwing hand. Uh, My question to you guys is, um, how do you think it will impact the Cowboys going forward, especially when you consider their depth with Will Greer and Cooper Rush? It's over. Oh, it's over. Okay, go ahead, Morris. It's over. It's over. Look, Dak Dak is the man on the team. Um, and I, quite frankly, you know, he, he didn't come out sharp that last game either. And I think losing um, Amari Cooper 
and the other cat that they let get away, I think that's definitely affecting the team. They don't have the other receiver back. Uh, it's And the, the left tackle's gone. Dallas is facing a lot of adversity right now. Well, Morris, you said it's over. However, Cooper Rush, even though he doesn't have a long starting record, he is 1-0. He did help them to a victory over the Vikings in week eight. So we're going to give him we're gonna okay. give him that. Although Will Greer is 0-2, Fred. I already know you're about to hate on the on the depth, the QB depth for the Cowboys. Go ahead. Okay, wait, so, so given that information you gave me, let, yeah. me, let, let me just say this. It's over. <laughs> I was trying hey, to I was trying to give a little death friend. Hey, hey the question is, where's Drake when you need him? Because baby, it's over. Oh, wow. It's wow. over. Hey, listen don't, to me. Don't, don't get us uh, tagged from the FCC with you singing now. Go ahead. Hey, 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 all I'm saying is this. At the end of the day, my bulldog brother and that Prescott was all that they had. Mm. The, I can find better receivers at, at a funeral home. At the end of the day, these guys did not have a debt when the season started. Like you said, right. that O-line from three years ago decimated. Mm -hmm. They have five players that's paid in the top five in their positions that's not in the top five in their position. Uh, Zeke is the highest paid running back. He ain't even the best running back on this team. Oh, Smith is a top, a paid top five tackle. He ain't played since 1963. Oh, I think they won the first Super Bowl. <laughs> Lawrence, Lawrence is paid in the top five pass rushes. He ain't had a sack since I had one. Oh, I know what I'm saying you know, is. That's not how we feel. We know you are a top, uh, uh, top blue chip rusher. Go ahead, Fred. Uh, all I'm saying is this. When you pay guys, you, 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 you expect for them to be in that top tier. Now, and we're seeing this. C.D. Lamb got a little bit more work to do to be a true number one because now he's see a true number one receiver get doubled, tripled, right. yep. whatever, and they have nobody else to throw the ball to. So, so they are in a dilemma. So do you think it's the same effect with C.D. Lamb as uh, when Antonio Brown Juju, left Juju, Juju, Juju. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're mm -hmm. really finding out what it is when you are the number one target, yeah. Yep, yep, and that's why Johan Dotson for the Washington Commanders is going to have a great year right, because of right. Terry McLaurin. He'll right. never see a double team. He will be one-on-one -on, -one on the backside with Curtis Samuels inside, yep. and we're going to be brain hair no. all <laughs> year long for free. I don't know about all that. I don't know about for free. It's going to cost you something when you come down to the Philly. So, you oh, know, it's please. Anyways, something. really quick before we move on, I think the interesting thing about this, too, when you think about the impact of the time that Dak Prescott will be out and whether they can hold on, we mentioned Cooper Rush was able to win for them last year when Dak was out. However, when you think about Sean Payton lurking in the corners, because you know he still has that fire in his belly. He's already admitted that he does want to come back. Obviously, he's a part of the Fox broadcast team this year. Are you concerned, uh, as to wrap up this uh, topic here, about the, 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 the longevity, the shelf life of Mike McCarthy as head coach there with Dak missing all that amount of time? Honestly, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I almost feel like it was somewhat it, it was somewhat calculated because calculated. I don't know how I don't know how you let Amari Cooper go. You let the other the other cat go. I forget his name. What's the other cat's name, Fred? Uh, uh, Wilson, Cedric Wilson. Wilson. You let Wilson go, and mm -hmm. then you, and then you, you don't even fortify the the offensive line. You don't have any type of backups. I don't know, man. I, I just don't. I, I think that the writing was on the wall as soon as Sean Payton resigned from the Saints. Mm. Well, you know what? That's funny, y'all say that, but then. Dan Quinn seems to be the one that everybody's talking about. So, 
you got Dan Quinn on one hand. So Mike McCarthy is the sacrificial lamb. Let's just be honest. Mike yeah. McCarthy might not make it through this year. Jerry mm. put the pressure on in the offseason, letting him know. And a way for Jerry to have his cake and eat it too uh, is to give Dan Quinn a chance to save the team by firing Mike McCarthy. And if that doesn't work out, he still got Sean Payton waiting at the end of the rainbow. Ain't that a leprechaun? Let me say something. I, I, oh, Jerry Lord. Jones, if, if he can bring Sean Payton in, I, there's no way he's gonna hire Dan Quinn. I mean, he could put Dan Quinn as. Oh yeah, 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 Fred. If, if, if Sean Payton is available, right no one's. It's I don't think anything about Dan. It's yeah. Hey, don't don't y'all sleep on Dan Quinn. That oh, team loves him. Oh, I'm not, oh, we know the, the impact that he's had on that defense. We're just they talking love about yeah, another I, another level with Sean and the love affair that Jerry Jones has with Sean Payton. That's what we're that, talking that, about. Dan Quinn's been to a Super Bowl as a head coach. Sean Payton's won one. So I, I, I'm going with Sean Payton. <laughs> Let's move on, guys. Let's move on. Okay. How concerned are you about the Devontae Adamless Packers? Packers lose to the Vikings 23-7. to Rodgers had no touchdowns, 22 for 34, zero touchdowns, one interception, was sacked four times. Darius Smith, the former Packer, getting his revenge a little bit on A-Rod. Um, and, you know, obviously Devontae Adams went off for 141 uh, receiving yards with the Raiders, though they did lose with um, his new team. So thoughts? I am sick and tired of talking about the Green Bay Packers. First of all, <laughs> one of the most overrated franchises in football. Oh, I'll say this. Hey, hey listen to me. Vegas. They've mm-hmm. had 20, they have 40 consecutive years of Hall of Fame quarterbacking. I repeat, wow. 40 consecutive years, and they got two championships. You want to talk about overrated? Uh, they ain't even making it to the NFC championship. This team stinks. All right, I'm going to tell you like this. Everybody love to jump on their Packer bandwagon because it's got that, that nostalgia and that small-time feel where they are the most uh, underachieving franchise. Listen, ain't no other franchise in history had 40 consecutive years besides the 49ers. And when they did, they uh, had a dynasty. All right? And they were with Steve Young and Joe Montana. All right? yeah. Y'all can get him all the props y'all want to. A-Rod cannot raise kids. He ain't good with kids. I can already tell he ain't got no kids because he – he got these young receivers out here scared to make a mistake. They gonna make a mistake, and that will that one thing will make sure that the Green Bay Packers don't achieve anything this year. Yeah, yeah. well, go ahead, go ahead, Morris. I mean, the thing is, even when they had Devontae Adams last year, you know, they let uh, Jimmy Garoppolo come in there and I play them on their own field. Uh, and every time Green Bay seems to have a strong team, they lose in the first or second round of the playoffs. So I have to agree with Fred. I think they're overrated. Um, I don't think that I, I don't think that um, that they're going to be able to get the job done this year. Well, you mm-hmm. know they had they had a very uh, big loss uh, week one last year against the Saints, and they were able to rebound and still have mm. a good season. However, their top receiver perform uh, well. Okay, their top receiving performance yesterday was from AJ Dillon, five receptions for forty six yards. Not quite the same comparison to Devontae Adams, and it was a little bit of a ominous start there with second round draft pick Christian Watson, who was taken from the Packers. They traded up for him 34 overall. Um, he, uh, I guess he tried to juke Patrick Peterson on the first step and, uh, you know, it, it's, it, it didn't go well there. So that's all. No, yeah, he, he, couldn't, he couldn't catch the rock, but they also mm-hmm. let one of the receivers. So they let Devontae go to let one of the other receivers go to Kansas city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just not, it's not, it's not in the car. Hey, they are, they are the, uh, the Miss mm-hmm. America, Miss universe with a dead tooth in their mouth. Not what you think. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear about your snaggle tooth wide receivers. Well, I'm, just, I'm just telling you that it's a facade. It's a whatever. facade. Okay. Right. Moving on. Will Justin Jefferson be the best wide receiver? 
receiver in the NFL this season. On the opposite side of that game from the Vikings, he went off. Nine receptions for 184 receiving yards, two touchdowns. Thoughts? Uh, the heck out of question. Mm-hmm. I, not only could he be the best, his running partner in college, Jamar Chase, could be the best right with him and Joe Burrow. Did they not have the best college football team of all time with that LSU team? Because Jefferson, nobody can stop him. Like you said, with Adam Thielen on the other side as his 1B, that, that's that's crazy. Then you got to think about Jamar Chase having T. Higgins as his 1B. So that's what makes guys get open. Everybody wonder why is he still open? Because they still got to worry about Adam Thielen. They still got to worry about Cook. And when you got that, you got to play honest defense. And I don't think anybody can check Justin Jefferson one-on-one right now. I I, I feel you afraid about where, uh, you know, you still got to worry about Thielen, still got to worry about Cook. I I mean, uh, Justin Jefferson was why I didn't see people within five, six, seven yards of the man. Mm. How do you let him Okay, I'm gonna let Adam Thielen beat me as long as I gotta stop him. I'll yeah. let him the ball, but I gotta stop him. So I thought that I thought that Green Bay's defense, they, they need to do a little bit more than on the um on the design of how to stop Jefferson because they didn't yeah. they didn't play well that, that day. And, okay. and this defense was supposed to be a top five defense in Green Bay this year. Everybody mm. had hyped them up to be a top five defense. Well, they, yeah, they, they drafted some players and they have some new players over there, but hey, we got we still gotta see it. But lie, lie, Green Bay is one big lie. So who's gonna? So who's gonna get the crown? Go ahead, Morris. Who you gonna say? What? I will say Minnesota will get the crown in that division. But I will say this: what was the score? Twenty-one to three. Twenty-one to seven. Yeah. You know, it could have been closer than that because they did. They went for a fourth down up the gut. They got stopped. And no, Vikings won twenty-three to seven. Okay, twenty-three to seven. Twenty-three to seven. That game could have been closer than it was. It's the first week. We'll see what happens after that. Don't hate, do not hate on them, them Detroit Lions, man. Listen, they're going to be, nobody, it's two teams nobody wants to play right now. Detroit Lions and the Jacksonville Jaguars, because they're going to get better every week. So if you catch them after week six, after week seven, you might be looking at a loss. Okay. And who who you guys got next week, Fred? Uh, we got Detroit. We, got, <laughs> hey, we, we know something. It's, it's easy to get into Detroit. It's hard to get out. Oh, stop, stop, stop. Okay, so who, wait, really quickly, uh, just a name here. So who's going to have the receiving crown at the end of the year? One name. Go, Fred. Uh, Jamar Chase. Uh, Morris. Uh, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. Okay, really quickly, last question here in headlines, and then we're moving on to welcome in Deron Payne from the Commanders, who is standing by. Uh, which team should be panicking more after the performance from their quarterbacks? Is it the Panthers or is it the 49ers? Obviously, Baker Mayfield was able to mount a, a strong comeback in the second half, but they did fall short. And on the other hand, Trey Lance, 13 for 28, no touchdowns, um, intercept, uh, interception, sacked twice. Now, we will say that it was raining a lot in Chicago, so yeah. he did have to deal with that and I believe also Elijah Mitchell uh, got injured and left the game in the first half yeah. so we'll put those caveats in there but 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 Jimmy Garoppolo is in the wings that, yep, that's what I was about to say it's all about who's your backup and Trey Lance your backup then went to the Super Bowl a couple of occasions all I'm saying is this how long is the leash with Trey because once you go back then once you put him back on the bench, mm-hmm. you have you opened up a whole different can of worms. I'm not worried about Baker. Baker will get it. Baker hasn't been there for like three months. I, I, like Baker will <laughs> get their offense. He'll get everything down packed. Okay. Trey Lance, we yeah. drafted you in the top five. Yeah. Oh, you got to show something. Uh-huh. Mm, so, so, so to answer your question, I think the 49ers have the, they have the most to worry about right now because they have a team that was one dropped interception away last year 
from going to the Super Bowl. Mm. So they're the half the team the most panic right now. Uh, Carolina, they still need, they still have a lot of work to do. I'm not. I'm listen, listen. Baker Mayfield, you know, he, he may be all right, but I'm looking at what he had in Cleveland. He had an all uh, 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 um, uh, a Pro Bowl offensive line, Pro Bowl mm. receivers. Pro Bowl running backs, and he didn't get mm-hmm. the job done there. So I don't know why we expect him to get the job done in Carolina. Oh, come on now. He got he got uh, Pro Bowl edge receivers over here in Carolina. He got, oh, one of my favorite players, Chris McCaffrey, a.k.a. Derry Sanders. All right, once he gets to going, he'll be back. All right, listen, they got some players over there in Carolina. I'm telling you, Carolina, they, they got baseline. They got some players. Fred, Fred, it's only September and you already sipping on the eggnog, dog. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? Listen, Fred, there's a lot of time for y'all to have outlanders okay, taste. Okay, we'll, we'll have some other stuff. We'll, we'll, yeah. Derry Sanders. Fred, Fred's, already, Fred's already started today. Yes. Derry Sanders. Anyways, anyways, well, listen, standing by in the crew crib, the first one for the episode for season two, Deron Payne from the Commander is coming up on the other side of Crew Crib. Commander Laurie.